You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. If you're good with a hammer, you think everything's a nail, you talk to a Google Ads guy about whether or not you should run Google Ads, you're going to say, yes, of course, gee golly. Before you talk to somebody like me or somebody that looks like me or somebody that is in an industry that is endeavoring to get you to do one very specific strategy for customer acquisition, do these things foist. The first and most important and my favorite is become your customer. And people don't take this advice, by the way. It's lip service. It happens in business schools and trade shows and all these folks talk from stage about becoming a customer, but that nobody ever actually does. If you're selling car seats, go shop for car seats. Go spend weeks driving around, go to every retail location you can, every specialty store that you can, every Goodwill, every Savers. Go to different cities and walk into a store and look at the car seat buying experience. I love the story about the Airbnb guy. Brian Chesky, he just floated around staying with different Airbnb hosts. He actually wasn't able to really get any traction with Airbnb. Airbnb was a small little startup out of New York and Brian's in Silicon Valley trying to raise money and he ends up meeting with a guy who goes, dude, you know very little about your own business. You need to go to school on this. And Brian took that to heart. And so he starts floating around couch surfing with various Airbnb hosts. And while he's doing that, he's just listening and he's hearing their positives, but really their complaints and their growth opportunities. And then he took that to heart, become your customer. Interestingly, I learn so much all the time about helping people with Google ads. Every single time my company has an issue with Google ads, I'll be slacking my business partner, John, and I'm like, lead flow is down and we don't know why, get on it. You know, like, why, why is the lead quite? It's so funny because I know all of these things intellectually. I talk about them all the time on YouTube videos, but then when it happens to me, I instantly become the worst customer and I turn into everybody that I lecture against, but I always learn something. As soon as I become my customer, I learn something. It's nerve wracking to spend money for 90 days and not know what's going to happen. But now that I know that, and now that I've felt that I can speak to it and I can manage those expectations properly, become your customer. If you're gonna open a daycare, go shop for daycares. Even if you don't have kids, that's a little creepy. That one's careful with that one. But you know what I'm saying. Become your customer first and foremost. Before you run traffic, become your customer. Number two, direct outreach. This is one that is repellent to everybody, but it's so important. Pound the pavement, call people, cold call. Imagine that, I remember I got to hear Jesse Itzler speak a couple of times. He spoke most recently to an event I was at at Costa Rica. Amazing dude, really interesting. He's been ultra successful in like five completely different endeavors. Just a really, really phenomenal human being. And he talks about how so much of his success, he's really animated. He's an old school rapper, so he does this thing, but he's like, just pick up the phone. And man, there's something to that. It's shocking how accessible people are, especially if you approach them the right way, you've done some research, you're respectful, but picking up the phone, and pick up the phone is a metaphor here too. Pick up the phone, do LinkedIn outreach, send people an email, fill out a form, reach out to your prospects personally and directly, make a one-on-one -on -one connection. I started an agency or tried to start an agency that was targeting cosmetic dentists. Me and my business partner had this really, really high performing cosmetic dentistry campaign. The doctor we were working with was putting two grand out, getting or two grand in, getting 50 grand out. It was amazing. So I'm like, all right, let's go build a little niche agency around this. First thing I do, start cold calling. It's a Saturday, by the way, which I've noticed is actually a really good time to get entrepreneurs on the phone because they're at work playing catch up. Cold call, dentist on a Saturday, a gentleman answers the phone, older gentleman who is less than polite, but more than kind that makes sense. He was annoyed that I was calling, which you'll get, but you know, I'm kind of upbeat and chirpy and I can get over that. And the guy ends up giving me phenomenal advice. He goes, but he's like, dude, do you have any idea how many people are coming at me every single day? Dentists, and he used the, this term that I've used and I've adopted it since as my own. He said, dentists are prey animals. I get 
salespeople calling, walking in, sending letters for, and then he started to name it. He's like, people are trying to sell me. It's not just marketing. He's like, I mean, you're a drop in the hat. I'll get 30 of you a month. It's marketing, it's financial planning, it's medical devices and equipment. It's office furniture. I guess dentists are spent a lot on office furniture, like specialized, whatever those chairs are in the cabinetry. It's continued education, partnership offers, referral requests. He's like, I am a prey animal. And what was really interesting about it is I thought to myself, I probably could be successful in this industry long term, but I'd rather go somewhere that isn't quite as saturated and target a prospect that's not quite as hunted. It was so helpful. It was so helpful. This one conversation gave me what I needed to make a decision. Now, you might say, never give up, never surrender. You should go after it. Fine. That's probably true, especially if you have a deep, deep, deep love for dentists and you really feel like you're onto something. Sure. I've got 200 clients in 150 different industries. I have more than enough industries to go find low-hanging fruit, which is what I've done. Find niches that are underserved and dentistry is not underserved. So direct outreach before you run paid traffic. Reach out to whoever it is that might be buying your stuff. One pro tip for you is go check Craigslist. There are people asking for, searching for things on Craigslist. Reach out to these people and figure out, how does this conversation go? Is this a human being that I could stomach being around on a recurring basis? Number three, before you run paid traffic, make sure you make your mistakes in a safe and secure environment. Here's what I mean by that. Paid traffic is an open forum and people are mean in the comments. You just read, my YouTube comments are actually pretty nice, but my Instagram comments like, oh my goodness, I can't read them anymore. They upset me so much because I have such a fragile ego. But before you make an offer, for instance, develop a narrative, before you try to sell something, it's really helpful to have your core group of, you can't even call them clients, but like trusted advisors, trusted prospects, let's say. They need to be the people, the type of people that you sell to. But you know, what we do is I always like to go to the five or 10 clients that I'm closest with and say, hey, if we offered remarketing only as a service, would this be valuable? And would you pay X? I never say, what would you pay? Because nobody's ever going to give you a good answer to that. It's, would you pay X? Would you pay $500 a month? Whatever. And what's really helpful is the feedback you get before you go to market. Make your mistakes in a safe and secure environment. This is really hard to do if you don't already have clients. But if you don't already have clients, I question whether or not you should be running paid traffic. I think paid traffic is a horrible way to earn your first handful of clients. If you can't earn them organically, how are you going to earn them with paid traffic? Paid traffic is the worst traffic. It's fickle. It's brittle. It's mean. It's cold. It's, you know, like they don't trust you. So try to get your first handful of clients first. That way you can make mistakes in a safe and secure environment. And once you've done that, you have to understand your target market. Now, this is different than understanding the individual. That one dentist I was on the phone with was a person. He's not a market. In order to expand, let's say that I really wanted to niche down into dentistry, I needed to go to school on the market. Where are the directories? What are the publications? What type of education do these cosmetic dentists need? Who are the thought leaders that they pay attention to? What's the legislation surrounding dentistry specifically? What do I know about HIPAA compliance? What type of licensing is required? What's the before and after requirements of this particular, it was all on four was the name of the procedure. Go to school and understand inside out, upside down, the front and center, understand it enough to do it. I should be able to perform this procedure before I'm really marketing to it. And I'm being facetious, obviously, but understand the market. And then number five, and probably my most important is you have to have a scalable model that can support paid traffic. Paid traffic is a scaling system. And this happens to me to this day, and there's only so many fixes for it, but I can't tell you how many times clients call us and they're like, turn it off! There's, we can't handle the leads. And you think like, oh, what a good problem to have. No, it's not. You kill your campaign nine times out of 10 because all those starts and stops, Google goes, all right, why would I invest in you who can't buy all this inventory when, oh, here's your competitor over here and he just keeps pop, 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 
So they're going to get prioritized, you're going to get deprioritized, and then your campaign's going to start to suffer. You need to make sure that you can actually take the traffic you're asking for. So that means that your sales pipeline, your onboarding process, your fulfillment process, your inventory management, e-commerce stores that run out of product, like, oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. And then they're like, well, just go sell the other thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just taught the trillion dollar hunting dog how to go hunt this thing, but I'll just give a new sniff of something else. Like we've wasted all this money, this R&D, because we've ran out. And I, you know, sometimes it's flippant for me to say, I understand that there's practical realities, especially with supply chain issues where you just can't get a hold of stuff, fine. But that doesn't mean that it's easy to pivot away from it. So before you run traffic, we have to do these five things. Before you run traffic, become your customer, first and foremost. Know who they are. Shop like them. Get in their mind. Be Daniel Day-Lewis studying as a character. Do direct outreach. Pick up the phone. Send an email. Go to a networking event. Go to one of their events. You know, there's a, the Locksmithing Association of America. It's probably in Vegas, so you'll have some fun. Go to the event. Figure out who they are. Have a controllable environment that you can make your mistakes in. Understand your target market really go to school on them, and then make sure that you're built to scale. If you can't do those five things, you should not run paid traffic, says the paid traffic guy. I have no, what I can't even say I have no dog in this fight. I have the opposite dog in this fight. How do you say that? There's not a turn of phrase that comes to mind. I'm speaking to you counter to my own interests. But actually, you know what, it's in my interest because you're going to try to be my client otherwise and I don't want you if you haven't done these things. So do these things. I know they'll help. I know they'll help your business. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business, by the way. Do it right now today. Go cold call somebody. I still do this regularly. I still like if I'm interested in a specific prospect or business or whatever, I'll still do cold outreach regularly because I learn so much. I think it's, there's these entrepreneurial, I don't know what to call them. It's like coaching devices that show like, oh, this is $10 an hour work, $100 an hour work, $1,000 an hour work, $10,000 an hour work. You're only supposed to do $10,000 an hour work. Those cold calls, in my mind, $10,000 an hour work. Learning those prospects, that's nobody can do that for you because you're going to hear things nobody else can hear. You're going to key in on conversations, ask questions nobody else can do. You can't outsource that type of thing. Anyway, hope this is helpful. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation, I said action plan. A bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com, sol, the number eight, dot com.